Welcome to the Influent Podcast, developing leadership, building success, and influencing society. For more resources, visit us online at influent.life. Hi, Bob Fraser here. Welcome back to Influent Life. So, Influent, we're about bringing the kingdom of God into all the spheres of life. It's really, it's really important for Christians in every sphere of life, wherever we are, to bring God in. And, and so, so this, this show, show is, is about, about empowering, empowering Christians, Christians to live lives of influence, of influence shining light, light, and uh, bringing, bringing Jesus, Jesus in. So, so super, super, super pumped, pumped here uh, uh, to have yeah, Brevin, Brevin with us. With and and uh, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, yourself Brevin. Brevin. Must I say, we have got a treat today because all I'll say before we get this done. Is that Brevin, he went from the Marine Corps to biking across America with no money, secret service, to now being a successful real estate investor and agent. So he is a gold mine full of different stories and great topics that we're going to be covering today. So Brevin, hello. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so, so just so, take so us just back take to the beginning and kind of launch us. Tell us about the Marine Corps and what happened there. A little bit of your story. <laughs> little my story, uh, specifically the Marine Corps. Well, as a kid, I mean, as a kid, in high school, in I was an honorary kid. Didn't know Jesus. Uh, I was, I was, I was pretty wild, and I loved fighting. I actually, in eighth like, grade, yeah, I, mean, I love to fight, <laughs> uh, and it, it surprises people because I'm like, I'm really like a happy, like, hey, how, how are you, Frank? <laughs> yeah, I loved fighting, so. <laughs> It kind of all, all the ladies out there, you totally understand that, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it all started. I do get that. I do get that. Do you get it? A little bit. Yeah. Bob, did you get a couple of little See, scraps back well, in the day? Well, I love always football. And okay. I love hitting people. Yeah, it's kind of the same. I mean, just hitting people, decking them, you know, it just feels good. I would agree. But, you know, when it's all in the rules and everything. Absolutely. Yeah, and I didn't like, I wasn't a bully. You get all that, right? No. Kelly doesn't get it. God no, bless her. I, I know. I know. They don't get Kelly it. could probably beat me up. <laughs> she does. She's got some. She's got some biceps. <laughs> so some yeah. Keep rolling here. Yeah. So so, uh, it started in eighth grade. My family moved to a new town, and I was like bullied <laughs> in the eighth grade. But this particular middle school had this underground like fighting club where they would go in the wow. bathrooms at lunch no way. and they would fight in the bathroom now they wouldn't do face shots it was like only body shots but it was a it was like you like you okay. were fighting so anyways i i did that and i kind of like i don't know became cool i got respect fighting so after that i i guess that's where it all started developed this let's, love for fighting let's be a marine <laughs> yeah and so then from there of course that just inevitably translated into Military. being attracted yeah. to a job like the Marine Corps. <laughs> and there, yeah, I was an easy, easy sell to the recruiter. Basically, I was like, so you, you guys are going to pay me to fight all the time? Mm -hmm. I'm, in. I'm in. So, so I, joined I joined the Marine, the Marine Corps, Corps and, and I don't know, um, I got selected in boot camp for a presidential guard program where you get attached to the Secret Service. So kind of a wild thing. Uh, they flew like Secret Service agents to my hometown and interviewed like prior sure, girlfriends for the and security. Like, yeah, clearance. so I had to get the right. top secret security clearance. Did that, and um, yeah, carried on. And I got saved on a deployment in the Marine Corps. Well, uh, tell me about just, that. Just like wrecked my <laughs> life. Yeah. So, so you grew up non-Christian home. 
Uh, I would say my parents initially were Catholic, but I would say we kind of like tipped our hat to religion. Yeah, okay. But, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't real. It was kind of like huh? afterthought. Absolutely. Okay, so what happened? So, and, and I will say, I will say that, that I, I was in church, like, you know, I was aware of the Christian rhetoric to a point, you know, sure, it wasn't, sure. I wasn't completely abandoned to it, but, um, but it, it had no meaning in my life. It was not a priority. So the Marine Corps happens. I, I had a, a moment, I'll truncate it. I won't go into detail, but I, I had a moment where I legitimately thought I was going to die. Uh, I was, it scared me to my core. I thought I was going to die. And I remember crying out for salvation. Everyone's Agnostic and tell you, you know what I mean, <laughs> right? And so um, I remember so crying out. Your life was in danger. This is from your the the, the, the what you're doing there, though. Yes, the, yes, yes. Uh, specifically, you know, Marine Corps related stuff. Wow. And um, mm. it wasn't a come to Jesus moment, but I remember coming out of it, and I felt certain deep down in my soul that that there was a God that was present. Wow. So it, I, I did not, that was not my salvation. But after that, I. That was the opening door, yeah. It was the opening door. And I said, I said, I should probably take this more seriously. seriously. What is this? And so. Uh, so, you, so you got more attuned. More attuned, for sure, absolutely. And so um, for the first time in my life, I began pursuing it. And I didn't have the language for it at the time, but I began repenting. Like my first step was wow. there's things I'm doing. I was in a Marine Corps infantry unit, so it's like a frat house times a hundred. I mean, this is rough, man. Where, right, yeah, you is... don't celebrate like like passing <laughs> school. You celebrate like, let's go to war and kill people. So yeah. you can imagine the yeah. kind of girls, uh, every culture. kind of nasty yeah, thing you could think of. Yeah, absolutely. And God bless the Marine Corps. Nothing, nothing bad on them, you know. Uh, for those out there, if you have a son joining the Marine Corps, like it's not all bad, but for the most part, I mean, you have to it's intentionally. Rough. It's rough. Yeah, if you default, it's mm. going to default and down a pretty rough road. So I'm in this culture, and um, and 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 I realize, like, man, some of the things th that I'm doing and that are normal, I, I'm I'm aware that these things are wrong, and I and I begin changing. Wow. So that was my first step. It was like a two year process, and it all culminated uh i was on a run one time the lord spoke to me uh through a scripture that maybe i'd heard at like a wedding or something it, it was the if you now when you say the lord spoke to you now not everybody gets that explain uh, that okay so i wouldn't say it it's an auto it's like my mind's ear it it, it wasn't a thought that i was it, i felt like it was imprinted upon me yeah by you knew it wasn't from inside. It felt like it was from outside. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it wasn't an audible voice. It was not in your normal like train of thought. It was no. not your normal way of thinking, not your normal language. No, and no. And so it came in. Okay. It, like a conviction. I mean, we all, we all get that. I just, right? just want to explain yes. that to people. Cause, mm -hmm. No, yeah, that's good. You know, that is, I do, I mean, that is a voice of God. I mean, not everything we get like that is, but that's a, there's a clue when things come in a different way. Right. In a different mode, you know. And Absolutely. it comes as a still Listen small voice. This. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So uh, it happened to be that because I began repenting from some of the things that I knew were wrong, <laughs> it, 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 it shortened or, 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 you know, I had a small group of people that I could hang, with, hang out with at that point. So there was this one kid, his name was Nate Alonji. He actually is here. He, he, he goes to IHOP. And uh, he was like the guy, I didn't even like him at first, but he was like my go-to guy. Was he like the nerd or? Just yeah, I guess kind of. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, okay. yeah what, I mean, not really a nerd, but he was the guy, he, he wasn't doing the things that everyone else was doing, and so he, you know, he, he was an alien. He was an alien, and uh, but he lived in such a way like he knew God. So he would do things like I would say, "Hey man, let's go to the gym," and then he would say, "I can't go to the gym." And so I'm like, "Well, quit being lazy. Let's go to the gym." He said, "He said, man, the Lord convicted me." about my pride recently <laughs> and uh and he's like he's like uh, and so i can't like uh, i'm not going to the gym right now it's like i'm fasting the gym and i thought that was like the stupidest thing i ever heard like you're weird bro like you know what i mean i should beat you up or whatever <laughs> but then but 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 it would make it it provoked it, it, me it yeah, would make me you, yeah. think that god and was so, real and well, just like, what is this that, thing that, that he has? He, had to, he He's living in a way like he knows God. Like, he's a real person. He's like, knows him. Yeah. And that was strange to me. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Especially for Catholics, God is a, God is more of a concept than a, than a relationship. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Maybe like a big guy with a white beard, or like a magnifying glass, like burning the ants. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And not super personal, right? Definitely not personal. Yeah, definitely not like convicting you not to go to the gym. Right? So keep rolling. Yeah, so um, so the Lord spoke to me on a run completely out of nowhere and it was basically the scripture where it talks about give everything you have. If you give everything you have to the poor and you speak with a silver mm -hmm. tongue and sway the masses and it's like you do all these things, give your body a hardship, but you don't have love, you're nothing. And wow. so so I must have heard it at a wedding. I don't know, but but it hit me. And I went home and looked it up, and then, of course, right after that, it talks about what love is. And, and it was the first scripture that came alive to me wow. in my life. And I realized like, my life was, I, my life w had no value, because I had, did not have love in my life, and I was aware of that. So after that, I was all in. So then, like, I would talk to Nate all the time. And Nate invited me to get up every morning and pray for our unit, every morning before we went and, and did workouts. So I did, and I started seeing God move in incredible wow. ways. tell us. Crazy ways. So I, I, I won't go through all of them, but the craziest thing that happened, Dean, and I right? had told you before, <laughs> yes. this guy named Dean. So this, this, uh, this guy was a sniper at a recon unit in the Marine Corps. He's a pipe-hitting killer. Like, he's a killer. And, and he was very abrasive. And so as I made this transition... Uh, people, it was it was a, a stark contrast. So people wow. were coming up to me like, "Dude, what, what happened? happened to you?" Right, and I would tell them and whatever. And um, so I be kind of became known as I don't know the Jesus kid, you know. And uh, and I, and I was very popular. Uh, people liked me. So yeah, I, I kind of had that reputation. Well, Dean did not like Christians. He did not like God. He was very abrasive. I didn't like him, and he didn't like me. Right. And that was the thing. So every morning, I prayed for Dean. <laughs> that was like my guy. I would pray <laughs> blessings on his life, and, you know, I would pray for him for a long time. And I did that for a long, long time. And then uh, fast forward, I had a girlfriend at the time, and I had, I'd always, like, I didn't have any love, so I'd always, like, used women before, and they just were not, you know, I, I just didn't honor women. But <clears throat> this new girl, I'm learning how to love a human for the first, like a, a girl for the first time in this transitional phase and I'm sharing my heart with her. I thought I was going to marry the girl and she, she cheated on me. So she, we get on Skype, I'm deployed, we get on Skype and she's, she tells me that she has cheated on me and so it's a blow, it hits me in the stomach and I'm numb and I remember I just got off and in the zombie-like state, the chow hall had just opened and in like a zombie-like state, I go to the chow hall to eat. <laughs> 
I don't even know why I went. I didn't have an appetite, but I was just, yeah, I just numb. Your just, program, uh, that's the Marine Yeah, Star. yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, there you go. So I go there, and Dean comes up to me, and he's like, hey, what's up, man? And I said, I said, yeah, what can I, you know, what, do you, what do you want? And he's like, he's like, he asked me if he, if, he, if he could talk to me for a second. I said yes, and he goes, he goes, man, he goes, last night I prayed for the first time, I can't even remember how long. Wow. And someone had, like, his girlfriend had gotten, like, a sick or a car accident or something. And, he, and he, he's telling me, and he says, and I felt this presence come over me. Wow. And the man starts weeping <laughs> in the child. He starts weeping. And this was the craziest wow. thing to me ever because if you know Dean, like I said, he, he is a war fighter. He's he was a killer. a tough guy. Yeah. And he's weeping. And a man's man, right? And uh, so he's it was like, character. I, I tell the story, like, it was like, it was like God took a defibrillator. You know these things where they're like clear, and He gave those things to Dean, and Dean came up to me and was like, and just shocked me away. So we scheduled the time to meet, and he's like, I want to know more about like Jesus, wow. and I was like, Let's yeah. do it. So we scheduled the time, and I went back in my room, and I didn't know. I was I was like encouraged, but then this crazy thing had just happened to me. But I just turned on worship music and I started worshiping the Lord in the secret place. Just me. I locked my door and the Holy Spirit fell on me in that room. And I'm telling you, I'd never experienced anything like that in my life. And I've done some crazy stuff in my life. But this, man, um, I, I was so filled with love, tears of joy, snot wow. coming out of the nose. Like I was undone mm. on this the was floor. This was after the conversation. With right you. after the conversation, mm. yeah. And all the bitterness and pain, I had complete freedom. Mm. Hitler could have walked in the door and I'm like, come here, man. You'd have loved him. I love yeah. you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the truth. Right. Like, I never experienced So that, like from it. then on out, the guys would kind of ask you to share about. Yeah, well. Uh, so yeah, that had to impact the core and their, your, your group a little bit, right? Your Absolutely. I, the influence that because God everybody gave me respected that, him too, and they're like, "What is going on?" Yeah, and I wouldn't say he he became like an advocate like crazy, but there was but people knew, people knew, yeah, people knew, and um, I would say the curiosity that my change and the contrast that it caused really attracted people. At least, even like, what what is going on? And then that opened up more, uh, so many doors. It was insane. Um, so, I, you know, fast forward from that a little bit. We were on an aircraft carrier for a month with the unit. It's very boring. You can't really do much. And uh, I was always in the Bible, and I was, like, filled with this joy that surpassed understanding uh, in this, like, kind of depressing <laughs> like, environment. And so people would be like, man, what, what's going on? And I would tell them. And then it got to the point where they're like, hey, Brevin, come preach to us. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And so I would like. That's some bored people, man. <laughs> yeah. No, no. They, it was oh, okay. cool. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, they loved it. So Wow. So that they was just, kind of They just wanted to hear Marines. what was going on. Mm. They, they did. wanted to hear. They did. Yeah. Yeah. So. You, you know what is so cool about this? It's God happening outside the four walls of church, right? I mean, mm. so much of church people, it's trying to get people to a church meeting or mm. something like that. Rather than, rather than getting the people of God full of God, mm. you know, and then bringing God everywhere they go, right? right? Right. I mean, isn't 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 the true Great Commission, you know, bringing everyone, bringing Jesus everywhere, right? Absolutely. And and we think, you know, we think, gosh, I don't want my kid to be in the Marine Corps. Or, gosh, I can't go in the Marine Corps because it's dark, you know. 
But right. isn't that where Jesus wants to be? And and the the truth is, Absolutely. there's there's people who are ready, wide open, and ready right there, and people who aren't going to go to church, right? Right. Yeah. And and honestly, me not really having a culture, church culture in ingrained and entrenched into me. I don't, in some ways, my I had no dogmatic. I, there was no right. dogma in me. I, I came and I didn't. You know, I wasn't like this is bad and this is bad. Uh, it was really. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't make anyone feel judged, and I didn't freak people out. I, I just had no dogma. I was just full of love, and that was it. Like that was my, that was my religion. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a good religion. Yeah. So right? God is love. Right. Says in Galatians. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, that's awesome, man. I mean, bringing God right there. That was you know? cool. And uh, you know, it, it's honestly, and you know, the other thing I love about your story is I, I believe it's really easy. People say, how do you shine the light, you know? Mm-hmm. I honestly think it's easy. I think it's just be full of Jesus. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, And the virtue comes out. He comes, yeah, we don't have to try that hard. Mm-hmm. We just have to be true. We have to be absolutely in love with Jesus. And, and we just have to then embed, mm-hmm. right? That's we what just, it was. That's what it was. I mean, what's wrong with the world when you're in love with the, the new beautiful girl. Nothing. Everything's awesome. And I was in love with Jesus. So I'm like standing in formation and I was just like, and you can't, like, what, are you, what you, is this kid? You can't fake it. Everybody knows if you're, if you're faking, right? Yeah. So, so absolutely. Yeah. Jesus said this, he said, the kingdom of God is like a lump of leaven, a woman hid in a measure of dough mm. until the whole lump was leavened. Mm-hmm. Well, see, and that's, he's, you know, Jesus stuck in you like a seed until your whole lump got leavened. Right. But he stuck you in, in your little platoon there until the whole platoon was leavened. He gave me one friend. <laughs> he gave me one. Or, 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 or all friends, but he gave me one, like, uh, you know, brother in Christ, and we just, we just cruised. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. awesome. And it's, it's, we just don't have to do more than that, but be alive. You know, I was talking to someone today and, and just saying, you know, really the answer to, to, to bringing Jesus in is simply being so full of God, mm. right? And so full of joy, you know? That and he moves uh, through you. He moves through you. Absolutely. Ah. So from the Marine Corps, you go into the Secret Service branch. No, no, so, so. It's the Marine Corps unit attached to the yeah, Secret Service. Yeah, it's, it's a Marine Corps unit attached to the Secret Service. Secret Service has like a war fighting element, you know? Um, and the Marine Corps provides that element. So mm-hmm. I was selected for that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go to the Secret Service after the Marine Corps. It was kind of like a one thing. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then you bike across America with no money. I don't know if we can hit that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did college first, and that was, uh, it was cool. I met God, and it just, man, it opened up the floodgates. I, I had all this personality and things, but, but uh, now I had purpose behind all the wow. gifts that were, you know, who I was. And so I, I went 100 miles an hour. So I went to college. Before I joined the Marine Corps, I mean, I did terrible in school, 1.9 GPA. My parents were so thrilled that I graduated high school. And then I just, like, followed the crowd like a, like a sheep into college and failed out my first semester. But I went back. I got a 4.0 grade point average. Now, what, this, what, do you, what do you attribute that to? Finding purpose. Oh, man, that's a good question. I, I, f- I feel like the Lord getting a hold of my life um, was... 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's got to be finding purpose. You look at Buster Douglas when he knocks out Mike Tyson. Buster Douglas had a spotty career. He was never very committed. But his mom dies right before the fight, and he dedicates the fight to his mom, and he's in there fighting with this newfound purpose. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I, I attribute it to that. I yeah. had this newfound purpose yeah. that <clears throat> I had a gift to give the world, and it was my responsibility to manifest yeah. that gift, I and, love you it. know, and mm. blossom, and, and yeah. I wanted to. So uh, I wanted to be a good example to my brother and show them, show him, yeah. like, I mean, when I got saved, I was like, no one's ever, I'm the only one on the planet. Really, there was more. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to, to bring that, it. and uh, I was done. Here's the verse for that. There it is. What Colossians is it? 3, whatever you do, do with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not men. Mm. That's and, it. And so Beautiful. it's like, as Christians, we're wholehearted, right? Mm. I mean, if we're no, whole, not wholehearted, in, in literally everything we do, something's off. Yeah. Something's broken yeah. inside. We need to go figure out what is wrong, right? We got to we got to be given everything we got to every day. Mm. Even if that, right? You're not you you you're not in the place you want to be and you're not doing what you want to do, you're not with the people you want to be with. It doesn't matter. Whatever you do, do with all your heart. So, for you that was your that was your thing. Let's do that for Jesus. It was. Oh, and I'll tell you what. So, yes, this the purpose. And then this was the Lord. So, I mean, so many good things came from just the Lord getting a hold of my life. But I would say a huge turning point for me in the direction I was headed as far as being successful was uh, I, I, the Marine Corps is a rough place. And I complained yeah. all the time. And I remember I, I went on this probably a 45-minute complaining rant. And I remember I felt so much worse at the end of it than I did prior. <laughs> and it was like this light bulb clicked on. And I said, I will never complain about anything wow. ever again. And I, I wish I, I would have held true to that completely. I've had, you know, I've, for, but for the most part, I mean, that, I, that changed my life too. And, um, and then I got a hold of the verse. Scripture card started coming alive, but he was like, you know, the scripture says, you're not allowed to complain. Basically, I'm right. paraphrasing, but. Give thanks in all things. Let right. no complaint come out of your mouth. And yeah. um, and I got a hold of that verse, and that was tremendous for my life. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, complaining is amplifying what the enemy is doing, you know. And and, and I just I just finished reading this book uh, by Sean Acor called The Happiness Advantage, and uh, he he talks about how literally so much of success comes out of happiness mm -hmm. and comes out of contentedness That's and it's it. really it's right out of the bible That's it. and and that if we're focusing and, and if we're if we're what fire are you feeding right if you're yeah. feeding the fire of discontentment by dwelling on it staring into it amplifying it you know well you're going to produce more of that and if you're if you're you know feeding the fire of of thankfulness of gratitude of possibility of opportunity then that's, that's what that's what comes out so mm -hmm. uh, yeah and i i think i think that's a great point you know for us for for us as believers to mm. to do what the bible says and actually give <laughs> thanks in all says. things right and and you know be grateful and jumping on that that kind of hits we can't go into your full bike across america story but that kind of hits on you had a lot of trial and amazing things happen as you biked across america but that was a cool some thing of I've your hardest moments yeah. you know you read all these inspirational books and you determined to be a success and you know make your life be one of impact and yes. excellence but 
you went through some really tough moments, um, but on the other side of that were some of the most beautiful. Do you want to just comment on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, the lesson, I'll, I'll just share a story. I'll just share a story that, uh, of the bike trip. Mm -hmm. So this was this was a powerful lesson during the way, and, and the bike trip, I, I decided I wanted to ride a bicycle across America with no money and just work odd jobs to survive. <laughs> like, I think that'd Horse be cool. Gump kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. People, people were like, dude, what? You're crazy. And I wasn't, I had no cycling experience. Mm. So I did it. <clears throat> and uh, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. But I, there was a moment on the trip uh, where I, I was riding through Yosemite National Park and it was brutal. It was a brutal, brutal, brutal ride. And I didn't have, I like ran out of food a long time before. And it was cold, and um, I, I, my riding partner um, was way ahead of me, um, was way ahead of me. And we were supposed to meet. We were supposed to link up at this specific area, and there was no phone service, so I couldn't find her. And I had the tent. I had a tent bungee corded to my bike, and that's where we slept. And she had this little sleeping bag, but it was like... <laughs> It was like a sleeping bag that you know you'd, you'd bring over to your friend's house when you're six years old for a sleepover. And, and, and these are the mountains, it gets really, really cold. So I was freaking out, I was super scared. It had got like midnight, uh, one o'clock, because the ride was way longer than I expected because of all the mountains. And so <clears throat> um, I ride in, I'm exhausted, and I, meet, I see these guys who are just finish, finishing a night hike, and I'm like, hey, I'm supposed to meet this person somewhere in this area, and they're like, bro, you're never, this, this area is so, so big. You'll never find her. It's like finding a needle in a haystack. You might, you should just camp and then in the morning, like try, that's your best shot. So I said, okay. <clears throat> so I rode in, again, no food. I hadn't eaten in probably like, uh, I would say uh, 10 hours. But that was a lot because I was burning 5,000 calories a day. It was extremely high. So I go into this campground and I look for a fire that's still going and I pull up and, uh, and these people, this young couple had just got married and they were doing this vacation and I introduced myself and asked if I could warm by the fire and they're like, yeah. And so I'm hanging out with them and they had a package of tuna, just a plain package of tuna and a few tortillas that they had left over. And they're like, hey, do you want this package of tuna? I said, absolutely. <laughs> so I remember, I remember opening this pack of tuna and I mean, it's plain tuna. Who likes plain tuna? Maybe if you like put some relish in it and dress it up with some mayonnaise, it like tastes, <laughs> it's okay. But I ate this tuna and it tasted like a filet mignon. <laughs> it was so good. And I real in that moment I realized that the tuna doesn't taste this good. But why and it was because of the just the hardship and the lack of food. So this it was, is the tuna miracle? It was the tuna miracle. And like that moment it was this huge revelation that that if you really want so to enjoy the, 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 the beauty in life, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm lost, man. I'm sorry. Well it, well, it was this revelation that if you want the beauty in life, if you really want to taste how sweet something can be, it has to come through. You have to go through the fire to get it. You know, the, the pain and the, and the okay. deprivation and the, you know, that's what allowed me to experience this beauty in tuna. That it, and so... Um, that was really cool, and, 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 and that was just one example of this story, a story that, that... Of many. Of many. Facing hardship. But yeah, that I started seeing hardship. That's, that's so cool. You know, as you an know, aid to experiencing real beauty. We're running out of time, but I kind of yeah. want to hit, hit the whole success thing. Yeah. yeah. 
So you, after this, really got into, you, you decided you wanted to kind of really be successful. Kind of launch mm -hmm. us through that and, and, and what's kind of happened since then. Some of the gold nuggets of your success. Okay. So I caught a lesson. Uh, I adopted this lesson. I, I heard this message that basically said hey, it shone light on how important reading is. And I'm the guy, to paraphrase him, he was like, man, if you want to be a doctor, right, and you want to be the best doctor you can be, well, 50 years before you, there was probably another guy just like you who also wanted to be a doctor and right. wanted to be the d best doctor possible. And so he did it. He, he spent, he devoted his life to that. He spent 50 years, you know, devoting hours of research and trial by error and doing mistakes and learning from them. All this experience. And he becomes the best doctor in the world. And we're intrinsically wired to want to give back. So after he's done, he's about to retire, he wants to give back, and he writes a book about everything that he's done. And, you know, 50 years later, here come you, and you pick up this book, and you read it, and it takes you two weeks to read, but you've now downloaded... A lifetime. 50 well, yeah. years worth of experience into your brain. And you do that once a month. Man, uh, unstoppable. And, and that truth, I mean, it was undeniable. So I committed to reading a book once a week for a year. And uh, I read 50 books, and they were not story books. They were, you know, success books, and that revolutionized Transformed. my life. You know, absolutely changed I'm the way I thought. I'm passionate about this. It's actually one of the things I teach people. You know, mm -hmm. it's here for $15, you know, you can get the, the greatest wisdom on the planet. I mean, I, I read some of these books. This happiness advantage is, is a is one. You know, good to great, built to last. There's so many of these books that mm. are that are so incredibly amazing. They have so much wisdom. Yeah. Yes. And and you know, you know, and it's 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 nothing. It takes time and energy and fifteen dollars. Mm. You know, amazing. Which is someone's entire life. So 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 yeah. you got you got launched and it launched you into a different way of approaching life, approaching your business, and you so really got into this absolutely. building a successful business. It absolutely revolutionized the way the way I thought. And it's like the metaphor is the old parable where the, where the farmer, when the pumpkins are small, he puts it into a jar, and then he comes back months later, all the other pumpkins around it are huge, but this one had grown to the size of the jar. And reading those books, wow. it like shattered my jar and, and, and the awesome. things I believed I could do. I was reading people that were doing it, and it's like they were climbing in my head and changing my brain around. So, um, yeah, I never dreamed so big or believed in myself, believed what I, uh, that I was capable of so much until I started reading these books. And, and now, was this like Christian books or just like success books? Like A mix. Uh, er yeah, everything. I guess my strategy was uh, I had one guy that I thought was really smart and I looked up to him and so I just would ask him for recommendations and then, mm. and then other mm. it's just recommendations, so, so, I guess. So, you know, what do you think? There's a lot of criticism about the kind of the success preachers and the prosperity preachers and all this. You know, what do you think about that? You know, um, what, I, what I would say to that... Don't you think Christians should be, should be poor? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I think that, that we have the advantage of being happy, uh, of, of ha accessing joy, whether we're poor or rich, but that doesn't, doesn't mean we need to go be poor. That doesn't make any sense, to me anyways. Um, I believe in using every situation 
making everything, using it as an aid to your more rapid progress. So, you know, if tomorrow I get hit by a car and I'm paralyzed and I can't do the things I'm doing anymore, well, I'm going to figure out a way to use that as an aid to my more rapid progress towards becoming more like That's Jesus awesome. and, yeah. and um, you know, making my life a gift to the world mm -hmm. and finding things to be grateful for. So, so f success is about maximizing what absolutely. you've been given, which is absolutely. Let's call it being a good steward, mm -hmm. which is exactly steward. what it is, yeah. right? Let's be a steward of everything we've been given, everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So since then, you've become a very successful real estate agent and investor, and you just shared a lot of awesome nuggets on you know singleness of vision and kind of some things that really got you rapidly, even within a year, to where you are today. You want to highlight a few of those? Yes. Um, yeah, I say that I, I speak at schools sometimes, and, and when people ask me advice, I, I would say that there's so much distraction in the world. Everyone is competing for your attention. It's so easy to allow yourself to be spread thin, to do this job and then this job. Everything's shiny and, and, and I fell prey to that quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And so I realized quickly from reading books and just assessing life and just looking at who's successful, what are they doing differently than these people. And uh, essentially I became somewhat of a minimalist in that I, I would pick one thing. Like what's one thing that I really want? What's the thing that I want the most? Maybe two. And I would look at my life and I would eliminate every single thing in my life that was not getting wow. me closer to that mm. goal. Whether it's clothes, food, relationships, I mean, I mean, whatever it was. And you have to take that with a grain of salt. I mean, I wasn't like, sorry, mom, I'm not talking to you anymore because I'm trying <laughs> to sell some houses. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you have to have some wisdom in there because that's not going to help you in the long run. But, but that's what, you know, that's what yeah. I did. And uh, mm. uh, it allowed me to just, just blow my peers out of the water when I got into this business. And Level you sold, tell us yeah. about the 18 and 6. Yeah, so my first year in real estate, they said, okay, prepare to sell six houses. That's about what you can expect uh, if you do really, if you do good. And, um, and then at the end of the year, you know, in, in your office, they have an awards banquet of who sold what. And so... I, I won most units sold and most volume in, in these things. But they recognized the top three, so they, they called us up. And the second place one had sold six homes. And everyone, you know, yeah, good job. We're like, good. And I had sold 18. <laughs> so, so I had tripled the second place. So that was, that was really cool. That's awesome. yeah, I was really, I was really so happy. <laughs> you're busy. How do, you, how do you bring Jesus in now? I mean, you, it's obvious, you know, you're full of him. You haven't left him behind from the Marines days and all that. How do, you, how do you bring Jesus into your everyday life and into your work? It's very easy. I feel like it, I, I feel like I have Jesus and I have access to this life and, and it's almost like the world is starving and I have the most amazing <laughs> food that exists. And, and, and I, and you have the tuna. I have the tuna! <laughs> I have the flamingon tuna, well said. And so, and so it's easy. I'm in the marketplace and I just said, how can I give to this person? Always come from a place of giving. And so not only in business, but man, uh, uh, a guy's having a, a rough time. And, you know, he's, he's come some, to one of my properties to change out the locks and rekey some locks. And I get a little bit of a story. And then I, and I pray for him. <laughs> 
And it, it, like this happened the other day. It was a locksmith. Wow. And I said, hey, man, I want to pray for you. And I pray for him. The man starts weeping. So uh, really, I, I mean, just, we just have access to Jesus. Simple. And so what gift can I give this person? And it blows people away. You've access so to a billion dollars, right? So easy. Yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. You know, again, it goes back to what I originally said. I'll tell you, it's not hard to bring Jesus in. It's just be full of Jesus. Just be in love. Mm -hmm. Be absolutely in love. That's our biggest responsibility with the greatest commandment. Love him. Mm -hmm. Love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's it. That's all mm -hmm. he wants. Mm -hmm. 100%. Love, you know? Yes. And, uh, and be loved by him. Mm. Man, good stuff. Mm. Kelly, why don't you pray for us and pray for our listeners and let's cool. close us out. All right. Well, God, we just thank you for um, the inspiration of Brevin's life, of uh, finding you in every dimension, whether it's the Marine Corps or um, going on crazy adventures or just being in real estate, Lord, you've called us to be successful um, voices that um, impact the life right in front of us. Lord, you're the billion dollars that we have access to at every moment of the day. And so I just pray for every listener, God, that we would continue to engage you um, and pull on heaven that you're a breath away and that you're for our success. You're for uh, vessels in this hour who will create wealth to establish your covenant on the earth, God. So thank you for Brevin. Thank you for his story. And pr we pray that his story would be multiplied a thousand times over uh, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right. We'll see you next week. That was awesome, dude. Man. <laughs> Thanks, awesome. Let's go conquer. <laughs>